0: hello friends and thank you for subscribing to the defining marriage podcast each week we talk about what's going on with marriage equality and stuff uh joining me today is as always my lovely partner james whose hair has only become more and more fern-like as the weeks go on
1: i'm deep in the fern gully baby Mm, i've shrunk and now I am amidst the bats, voiced by Robin Williams.
0: He's going to do a rap. You know? oh, was it Robin Williams who did a rap, or was it the Harvey Firestein lizard who did a rap? I don't think it was actually Harvey. Wait, Fierstein. is
1: there such a thing as a Harvey Firestein lizard? I think so. There's definitely in Fern a Gully or in Torch Song Trilogy in both.
0: But oh, I think the lizard appeared in both. But in I want to say in Fern Gully, he did a rap.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. My fern gully is nice and warm because I'm wearing a, a robe. You are. You are. Ooh. I'm going to steal it from you. Well, you're... Oh, I thought you stole my onesie and put that on, but you, you didn't. Nope, not today. Oh. Not today, Satan. Sometimes I catch you running around in my bags. You see, since neither of us have to leave the house unless we really want to, and I never want to, we've, we, we mainly adorn ourselves in bags. Of various sorts
0: it's very cute i like when james is in his onesie it's adorable and it's also very toasty in there i'm a real boudoir baby yeah so today james is wearing a nice robe that i like to steal except it got damaged it, you got caught on a doorknob which is unfortunate and so <laughs> it, the, the pockets a bit
1: askew i can blame you because it was you mewling in the night that made me run from the room what did i mean? so you you needed something i don't know what oh i think i was playing origins and you came out to give me advice Yes, yes. I heard a cry in the night, and then I leapt into action like Batman. Mm. And then, as probably happens to Batman a lot, I got my robe caught on a doorknob, and uh, it tore a little bit.
0: No. He's always, that Batman, he's always tearing his his pockets off.
1: He's he's touring uh, Italy. He's going to uh, Sicily. Sure, Cicely Tyson. Cicely, t- he tours her out nightly. If you know what oh. I mean. Oh, jeez. There's a there's a new bat in town. He's a real yeah. Okay, sure. There is a new bat. In they town. hang upside down together. They they sniff flowers together and drink their nectar, mm. and then they uh, regurgitate blood.
0: My parents almost gave me a bat house
1: when I was home a few months ago. <sighs> oh, I'm glad we dodged that batly bullet.
0: I don't know if bats would like living in on our balcony.
1: I know, I would not want bats on our balcony. You've got enough bats in the belfry. Uh, okay. I also, I should have said dodge the batarang. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Some
0: days you just can't put together a... Uh, some, days, some days you're bomb jokes. Some day your joke bombs.
1: And some days you're... Yeah, in Soviet Russia. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyway, uh, how, how have we been otherwise, <laughs> apart from our terrible jokes?
1: I have been in a cocoon of robes and kakuna because i am playing pokemon
0: oh yeah that's right you now did you choose Poplio the Poplio. the pretty paplio po- it's so
1: paplio it goes to town it is a clown in the snow paplio clown seal paplio yep so
0: you're doing okay. pokemon yes. i enjoyed so i came home from a play and you were just downloading uh the the poplio game you're just downloading pokemon sun and moon and so i sat next to you on the bed and fell asleep while you played and it was an extremely peaceful uh i felt very content
1: then you cried out in your sleep tie me up
0: i apparently i did i said tie me up in my sleep
1: i I think that's what you said i mean it could have been um time's up baby Oh,
0: oh no what if time is up
1: Well, (laughs) let's not get off on that again Uh, Let's try to keep it focused to marriage And not uh, the hole in the world like a big black pit That's filled with people who are filled with shit
0: Mm, uh, That may be difficult
1: this week Oh no
0: So uh, there's a little indication of of some of the things That might change for queer Americans Under the incoming administration Mm -hmm. Still can't bring myself to say the name of it Uh, So there's just a ruling In the case EEOC Versus Scott Medical Health Center Yuck! Sure, and so the ruling essentially is that. What is an EEOC? Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Thank you. So they were suing Scott Medical Health Center in Pennsylvania. I Do think. they make toilet paper? Oh, I don't know, Scott. That seems like the kind of thing that medical health. The though, bum medical- hole is
1: is a medical health. What, you need to keep it healthy.
0: Sure. What could what could be more medical than than the butt?
1: Exactly right.
0: So apparently, this was a call center of some kind, and there was a gay guy there, and he was getting harassed, and then he quit because the harassment was so bad. By who?
1: By callers or coworkers? No, 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 by a coworker. Oh.
0: And so the EOC stepped in to investigate because there were also allegations of sexual, um, uh, not assault, but uh, sexual harassment. And mm-hmm. uh, so it, it just sounds like a terrible place to work in general. Sure. So, was Barry Zuckerkorn his lawyer? Yes, yes. Ah, call me something. Call me something. I had uh, Barry Zuckerkorn's assistant on my podcast the sewers of paris a few weeks ago sam pancake
1: that's his real name believe it or not it sounds like you're talking about interviewing a fictional man but he's a true
0: man the actor who played the fictional man yeah uh anyway so Uh, so this case uh was eventually brought by the eoc against this company and the judge ruled this was a federal appellate uh judge or actually i think it was a district court anyway this judge ruled that title seven protects Uh, sexual orientation, protect people from sexual orientation discrimination, when previously it was only used to protect people from uh, gender discrimination. So for about 50 years that this law has been on the books, it said, you know, federal prohibition on discrimination against uh, people on the basis of gender. And this judge has just ruled, this is a a change in how this law is interpreted, that uh, if the law prohibits that, and it does, the law prohibits discrimination on the basis of sex, and that extends to sexual orientation.
1: Okay, so I heard Title Seven, and my mind just went to the Force Awakening. Can you break it down for me? What what is it that Title Seven said originally? You may have just said that, but uh, w- what is Title Seven? So Title Seven is a
0: component of the 1964 Civil Rights Act ah. that prohibits discrimination on the basis of race and gender and some other things. Uh, and so gender had always or sex, as it's phrased in the law, has always been interpreted. <laughs> yes,
1: oh, wow. mm. the old in and out burger.
0: Has always been inter That is what we call sex. Yep. Do you want to? Do you want to have a little in and out burger
1: right That's, between your fern gully, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: animal style? And so we uh, have always interpreted. Judges have always interpreted that to mean just sex to mean gender. But this judge uh, has kind of piggybacked off a ruling from last year Uh-oh. that involved <laughs> a flight attendant. No, no, sorry, an air traffic controller. Um, there was a ruling last year, and this judge uh, uh, has just concurred. That that prohibition on discrimination on the basis of sex also extends to sexual orientation. So hooray! Now this is potentially also a uh-oh, because, mm-hmm. uh oh because this could change depending on how judges are appointed over the next couple of years. There are sure. currently a uh, hundred federal judgeships that are vacant because Republicans have held them up in the Senate. A oh, hundred judges, mm-hmm. uh, and of course that EEOC policy that uh, stance that sexual orientation is covered by Title Seven. Uh, that could change depending on who's in charge of the EEOC.
1: Well, so wh- how? what is the EEOC? Is it part of Congress? Is it a separate thing? What is it?
0: It's a commission, and I'm not sure exactly who is in charge of it, but it's part of the federal government, and mm-hmm. it makes sure that people's employment is equal. Okay. So they're the ones you go to if you're like, oh, I've been fired because I'm disabled, or uh, I've been passed over for promotion because I'm
1: Jewish, or whatever. So, it's a commission, not a committee. So, committees are things that exist within Congress that, Mm -hmm. you know, the the party kind of gets to pick who's going to chair each committee and that sort of thing. I don't know what a commission is. Well? As far as I know, it's headed by Commissioner Gordon, who likes to spy on Batman and Cicely Tyson doing their thing. There it is. There's my Batcave.
0: You're half right, and the half that is right is also wrong. Oh. So, the EEOC is a federal agency, this is according to Wikipedia, that administers and enforces civil rights laws against workplace discrimination. Okay. So, federal agency, in, I suppose, the same way as, I don't know, the FDA or um, whoever is in charge of making sure office chairs are safe. Sure. So, they are in charge of making sure that workplace discrimination isn't happening, and now they can do it for the gays, but maybe they won't going forward. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Okay. So... Do we know who who appoints to EEOC or is it not appointed is it just like they're hired or like how how does it work? That's a good question. So the EEOC is
0: a bipartisan commission and uh it is run by five members who are appointed by the president. Oh, okay. So, yes. So uh a chair, a vice chair, three commissioners uh and the, the president gets to uh pick who they are.
1: Okay, but it's a bipartisan commission so how like why why doesn't each president just stack it with like how how does it remain bipartisan
0: i don't know that 's a good question. I wonder if it 's just kind of been on the honor system for decades and
1: uh that it 's just a norm because yeah, norms yeah. are because uh, c- norm is no longer welcome in cheers from what i understand <laughs> norm's
0: been kicked out yeah yeah the president apparently also gets to appoint a general counsel to support their uh com- the commission to provide direction coordination and supervision uh so uh that'll that'll definitely go great mm-hmm yeah so that's, uh, God only knows what the EOC is going to look like under, uh, Republican administration. I can say that according to Wikipedia, uh, it has been cut many times. Their budget's been cut many times by the Bush administration sure. uh, in the past. So, sure. uh, and, and not to mention, you know, the, the judges, we've got lots of federal judges who were waiting to see appointed and of course, some Supreme court judges. So if a marriage case comes before them, which, could happen mm-hmm. we don't know yet but four years is a long time uh then uh between those judges and the eoc and god only knows what else like let's say there's some case where you know uh, I, I don't know someone's fired because they uh get married and you know someone says well it'd be fine if you were gay but i can't have you working here if you're gay and you're in a gay marriage sure for example. Uh, so then, yeah, you know, if the EOC is like, no, that's fine. And the judges are like, that's fine. Then now uh, we're living in a very different country than the one that we've been living in the last couple of years.
1: Uh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, and I mean, it does sound like that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay. Yeah, just, okay, I don't know what else to say about that. Well, so, I mean, my question for probably a lot of these things that you're going to bring up is just like, well, what what can we do about it? But let's hold off on that.
0: Mm. So, uh, some more bad news this week. Uh, We can just look at... I mean,
1: it's going to be all bad news, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Brace yourself. Uh, Appointees, some some appointees proposed and actual uh, from incoming administration uh jeff sessions as attorney general mm-hmm. uh it's, it's it's real bad uh in addition to all the terrible things he's had to say uh about race uh-huh. uh he also says about marriage equality is in 2000 uh in 2015 today's That's quite ruling, recent yes today's ruling is a part of a continuing effort to secularize by force and intimidation a society that would not exist but for the faith which inspired people to sail across unknown waters and trek across unknown frontiers Oh boy. Yeah, so uh, to secularize by force and intimidation a society. So he's saying that we're trying to make America more secular and less preferential to uh, Christians, of course, and that America would not exist without Christians, particularly Christians who don't like gay people.
1: Well, right. And I mean, there has been a trend of secularizing, not just in America, but in most of the industrialized world. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's not wrong about that. Not by force, I don't know what force has been applied to secularize. Well, force of law. I don't think that's what he means. Do you think, I mean, do you, do you want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that that's what he means when he says by force? By force and intimidation? <sighs> I mean, maybe. Maybe he means by force of law. It, it, that sounds like it's meant to scare people mm-hmm. that uh, they have to conform and accept gay marriage or, you know, they are in in danger.
0: Well yeah, you do have to accept gay marriage or you're in danger of losing. Like, so if you are, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to meet him halfway here and he's not making it easy. So if you are, let's say, a government employee, you work for the mm-hmm. IRS, you process people's tax returns and suddenly you're like, I'm not going to process any more tax returns from people who are gay married and I'm going to audit them because I think people who are gay are probably lying on their taxes and I don't consider them married. So uh, I'm going to make
1: them file as, as single. Uh,
0: that okay. that IRS employee would probably be in trouble and lose their job or something.
1: So, I mean, my question with these things is, why can't somebody else just do the tax return in that case? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think... Like, if, it, if you say, this is such an affront to my religious liberty... Can someone else just do the tax return? I think that
0: might not be acceptable to them, that they're like, I, this is the job I've gotten. You can't punish me by moving me into another job. No,
1: no, no, no. Just that that one return. Just don't do those.
0: I don't guess, do the ones you say you can't do. I mean, that does seem like a, an inconvenient accommodation, but one that, in the long run, if it prevents everybody from having a, a giant fight. I don't know. Well, let's make it—let's let's turn it to race. Like, let's say someone's like, I'm not going to do any tax returns for black people. Mm-hmm. Uh, i don't know would we want it would we be accommodate would we just be like well he just doesn't like black people so okay
1: well no that wouldn't be great would it
0: no it wouldn't so yeah i think um one of the uh one of the reasons that those people have it can't be accommodated as as maybe they would want to be is we've got these non-discrimination rules and if we start granting exemptions then we get onto a slippery slope i i, I don't know i
1: don't know i mean the other thing though is that the country is secularized in that we have a separation of church and state. So we have a secular civil society in which people are free to be religious uh, if they choose and make religious decisions for themselves and in some cases for their family. Uh, but the first amendment essentially says that the country is secular with religious liberty, that the the government may will make no law with respect to the establishment of religion people can conduct themselves in a religious fashion but that the the country takes i'm trying to avoid using the word agnostic mm-hmm. because that means a thing in religion but that the you know in the same way that a piece of software can be platform agnostic the government is religion agnostic
0: yeah And that seems like a good thing if you're religious, because it means that they're not going to tell you how to worship and they're Mm -hmm. not going to, I don't know, decide that you're on the wrong side of a religion. They're not going to, I mean, you know, it it, it shocks me that any person who values their religion would want the organization in charge of the DMV to become involved.
1: That's true. Unless you have some religious motivation to believe that, you know, your religion should be treated preferentially so that, I mean, people who worship as you do get an easier time of things, and people who don't worship as you do have an incentive to switch. Yeah, yeah, and I th- think
0: that's pretty transparently
1: what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is why we have the Establishment Clause, to prevent that a coercive government action that encourages people to, to basically switch religions or pits religions against each other in an adversarial fashion where one is sort of, if not necessarily the national religion, you know, kind of preferred a de facto religion. Well, yeah, it's, it's preferred. It's mm-hmm. the preferred religion. Um, it's popular. Well, n- not exactly, but, uh, in the reason that that was such a big deal in the writing of the constitution is that, religious violence defined europe for centuries Mm -hmm. um and led to centuries of war yes Yes. and and, i mean right up until the 90s uh ireland and england were you know in constant religiously motivated violence i mean it's much more complicated than that but a component of it was religion
0: yeah yeah well thank god that's all behind us but So it doesn't end there with Jeff Sessions. We've also got Ken Blackwell as the DP advisor. Isn't he the guy who comments on people's outfits? Oh, yeah, Mr. Blackwell. Mr. B. Yes. So he's the uh, domestic policy advisor. Oh, Uh, the domestic partner. Uh Yes. Oh, the domestic penetration. And so he said in 2006, he should have seen the face that James just made, you guys uh domestic I don't
1: have to- penetration isn't a thing or at least not for you you haven't gotten a domestic penetration in quite a while
0: <laughs> yeah i know why do you think i'm so irritable <laughs> uh so he said in 2006 and i think you make good choices and bad choices in terms of lifestyle our expectation is that one's genetic makeup might make oh boy one's genetic makeup might make one more inclined to be an arsonist or might make one more inclined to be a kleptomaniac do i think people can be changed Yes. He said that in reference to homosexuality. Then in two thousand nine he clarified people cl- people choose to be who they are, and they choose to break civil law and God's law. I think you can choose not to be homosexual. So he's in charge mm. of domestic policy.
1: Oh, boy. Uh and what is that what is his purview? What does domestic policy mean? Like what what does he preside over?
0: Well, I assume that's any kind of
1: I mean, Because that, that, that seems huge. That could be everything from, like, the price of milk to, uh, you know, food... St- I'm, I'm very food-focused. I guess I'm hungry. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that could fall under domestic policy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, once again, we're turning to Wikipedia. Domestic policy are administrative decisions that are directly related to all issues and activity within a nation's borders.
1: All right, so it is pretty broad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, pretty
0: broad yourself. Oh boy. Uh which refers to the ways uh, a government advances its interests in world politics. Uh-huh. So, yeah, he's uh I think he has a uh, pretty broad broad there. Well,
1: yeah, okay. So we got God's law in there again. Yep, very good, very good. We also have
0: uh, under consideration for the Supreme Court. Uh now uh, Trump has a list and mm-hmm. uh who knows if he's even going to use that list, but one of the names on it is this guy Bill Pryor. Now he is a Richard Pryor's son? Yep. Yeah, yes indeed. He's a controversial and uh he's got a lot of he's got a lot of tongues wagging. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because yeah. So this guy Bill Pryor, mm-hmm. very anti-gay as you can probably guess. Sure. Uh he said uh back when there's a he submitted a brief in Supreme Court case about gay marriage and, uh, no, 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 sorry. It was a It was, um, Lawrence, Mm -hmm. uh, the case that, uh, told states that they cannot arrest people for having consensual sex in their home with someone of the same sex. Uh, so he wrote that allowing states to criminalize gay people, Mm -hmm. uh, is no different from criminalizing prostitution. This is a quote, quote, prostitution, adultery, necrophilia, bestiality, possession of child pornography, incest, and
1: pedophilia. Well, at least one of those, wait, are states allowed to, uh, criminalize adultery? I don't Because I so. thought that was a thing we don't do anymore.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, a lot of those are worse than, than others.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the, the one that jumps out at me, though, is adultery, because I thought that that wasn't a criminal thing anymore, anywhere yeah. in the U.S.
0: Well, so Wikipedia says the United States is one of few industrialized countries to have laws criminalizing adultery. In the United States, laws vary from state to state. Up until the mid-20th century, most U.S. states had laws against fornication, adultery, or cohabitation. Those laws have gradually been abolished or struck down by courts as unconstitutional. Uh, Pennsylvania abolished its fornication and adultery laws in 1973. States which repealed their adultery laws in recent years include West Virginia in 2010, Colorado in 2013, New Hampshire in 2014. Good lord. Adultery remains a criminal offense in 21 states. Wow. I mean, is it enforced? Prosecutions are rare. Massachusetts, Idaho, Oklahoma, Michigan, Wisconsin consider adultery a felony, while wow. in other states it's a misdemeanor. A
1: felony! Well, I gotta say, I grew up in Massachusetts, and uh, yep. I, I know a lot of felons.
0: Class D, mis- uh, Class B misdemeanor in New York and Utah, Class 1 felony in Wisconsin, $10 fine in Maryland. <laughs> $10 fine! $10 fine in Maryland, four years in prison in Michigan. Wow. Yeah. So, a bit of a range, uh, South Carolina $500 fine and uh no more than a year in prison. South Carolina divorce laws deny alimony to adulterous spouse. Last conviction for adultery in Massachusetts was 1983.
1: So, if someone is convicted of uh, whether it's a felony or a $10 fine. If somebody's convicted of a criminal offense of adultery, they have recourse to appeal, right? I mean, could this be appealed up to the Supreme Court? Because it, it seems like it's probably hasn't been enforced in a long time. And if it were yeah. enforced, it could get appealed all the way up to the Supreme Court. Because, I mean, uh, given that so many sexual freedoms have been upheld by the court, I, I don't see how adultery as a as a crime would hold up. And, I mean, then we start to get into, like... What about swingers? Mm. Like, what if it's what if it's adultery where uh, the, the married partners have have a deal?
0: Well, sure. I mean, that was always the case with with the sodomy laws. I mean, those that was always consensual sex.
1: Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, I mean, there's there's the thing of uh, I, I mean, you could maybe argue that there's a a victim maybe if it's uh, oh I found out my wife was taking a baloney tube from another man, mm. uh, but. I don't know. I mean, whatever. I mean, we're we're Oh no, wait. This falls under the purview of marriage. So, uh yeah, we can. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't I don't get how the Supreme Court could uphold this if it were appealed up to them. Also, it it seems like the sort of thing that is just never enforced. Like you never hear about anyone getting arrested for adultery or even being taken to the $10 fine court.
0: So, two things on that. One, the... Actually, three things on that. One, the last conviction that they... that Wikipedia mentions was 1983 in Massachusetts. Right. Maybe there have been more recent ones in other states. I don't know. Uh, South Carolina, it came to people's attention because, as you'll recall, the uh, governor of South Carolina, uh, Mark Sanford, he was the one who was hiking the Appalachian Trail, and then it turned out he'd flown to, like, Argentina or something.
1: He was was instead spelunking the Fern Gully.
0: Yeah. So, South Carolina prohibits uh, living together and carnal Intercourse with each other Or if those involved Do not live together Habitual carnal intercourse uh, Habitual Habitual Yeah Difficult to prove Right Yeah Anyway So um, Seldom Seldom Do those things uh, Actually Rise to the level Of prosecution Which I think Is probably The state In pretty much Every state Where this is Oh yeah Yeah Nobody wants to Spend their time Doing this But I think One reason That it might Remain on the books Is because It is the involvement in um in divorce proceedings so if you can say oh this person broke the law even though even if he wasn't prosecuted but this person like we have evidence that he broke the law and i don't know maybe he admits it maybe he doesn't
1: well i i mean if there was no if there's no legal record of them having done it though i mean you can't just introduce a new crime into a legal proceeding and be like now there's no evidence that he did it there Mm -hmm. was you know Oh, he wasn't convicted of anything. Oh,
0: oh, oh. Here's here's how it works. Okay. So if you are in divorce proceedings, mm-hmm. because adultery is against the law, yeah. you can invoke the fifth during oh. the divorce proceedings.
1: Okay. So, so it gives you cover yeah. during divorce proceedings. So that's why I bet a lot of people in power want to keep it mm-hmm. so that they don't have to talk about what they were doing while they're being... ...sued for divorce, and that's going to determine what they have to pay afterwards. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. So, in that state, there was a bill to decriminalize it, make it a civil offense, but the Senate did not advance the bill.
1: Right, because all the senators are probably at it, and they don't want to have to... tell about their their hokey pokey
0: there have been occasional prosecutions in the military so it is a court-martial offense in the military according to wikipedia uh, according to Hmm. this article from 2004 entitled of lust and the law uh, there have been occasional uh military prosecutions
1: well wowie zowie moving on though to another one that jumped out at me necrophilia Mm. if you jerk off with a chicken breast is that necrophilia Ooh is that
0: necrophilia and bestiality at the same time at the time? same time
1: it's at the mm. the double whammy Hmm. cuz you know sometimes you look at you look at the chicken breast and you and you think
0: uh-huh. Yeah, what do you think? You yeah, think,
1: James? You think
0: breasts? I haven't had a domestic penetration in years. Yeah. And that you're going wild with the chicken breasts? Oh, sure. You you make a little sandwich and uh BLT with a chicken breast oh, and go to town. I, about the, the, I don't. I don't know. I was trying to think of something erotic that BLT could stand for, but everything is is horrible. <laughs> everything is horrible in general. So anyway, my goodness, we didn't even talk about Bill Pryor. Oh yeah, the guy who said all this stuff. Yeah, he might have posed nude. I saw that. Who I cares? don't know. Okay. Everyone wants to talk about this because of yeah. how delicious and sexual it is. Yeah. First of all,
1: I'm not convinced it's him. Sure. No, I was going to ask you about this, and then I lost interest, but um, you, uh, shockingly, you cannot recognize human beings by their faces whatsoever. But if you look at, in and, and, and this is a weird thing, so Matthew cannot recognize faces, um, and if he draws faces, yeah. all the pieces are disconnected like a Picasso, uh, yeah. there is no head, there's just, so he draws a human body, and then he draws floating eyes, and like a hat, and ears off to the side, and then like a giant mouth, um, it's some kind of like homunculus, like it's the the size of the, the, the body parts are tied to how much brain space they get, but, uh, it, if that makes any sense it doesn't but even though he cannot recognize human faces in aggregate like when he's just looking at them he's really good at identifying individual parts so he can be like that ear is not the same as that ear that eyebrow is not the same as that eyebrow and so when we are internet stalking you on on facebook and things like that and trying to match uh photos uh to profiles and that sort of thing. Matthew is quite good at being like, "Oh, the earlobe isn't attached in the same way. That sort of swirl of the of the eyebrow isn't the same." Uh, and so, what is your take on those on those porn pictures? I don't think it's him. Okay, and why? What is your evidence?
0: There's a weird bump in the nose that doesn't match. May- who knows? Maybe he got his nose broken at got some a point. Nose job. Yeah, that could be. That could maybe be. He got maybe got, he got, it, got quite quite a
1: few jobs. A, you know, the nose goes up the butt. That's yeah. a nose job.
0: Uh so I Yes, that is what a nose job
1: is. You yeah. you've figured it out.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's him. Maybe, maybe
1: we sure would be fun. I mean, it's kind of fun. It's also it's just uh, another sideshow in a in a nightmare of sideshows. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and there's also this whole thing of like I, I don't know. I'm 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 over the the gleeful delight of another homophobe has been found to be a, a gay man with a sordid past.
1: Well, I mean, also. When you are a youth and you take off your clothes and you let someone take pictures of you for money, that doesn't mean you're gay.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. He he could just have taken his clothes off, in which case it's good for him. I I mean, mean, it it does suck that he's such a a hypocrite now about um, people's sexual
1: impropriety when he himself has had a, I don't know, put himself through law school, maybe. I don't. Know. I mean, is there anything improper? I mean, I guess the, the the hypocrisy is there. I mean, there's no impropriety though. If someone no, wants to pay no, you to look fine. at your dick, no, I think the impropriety is uh, that he's trying to tell people to live a chaste
0: life when he himself has been the beneficiary. Maybe who knows if it's really him. Uh,
1: maybe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, just to, just to, the boner. The boner is not necessarily, you know. There it is. Take a picture of it. Get get five dollars and then uh, do it again, and you can pay off your adultery fine.
0: Good for him. Good for him. Yes, that's how we should all put ourselves through law school. Anyway, so that's uh, that's the good news coming out of the White House these days. There is some good news coming out of Australia. Oh. So the plebiscite is, is gone. Sure. and Which is good news. And uh, now it looks like there's some interest. Now, we, they were saying, uh, oh, with the plebiscite gone, uh, we're, there's no hope of marriage for the next three years. That's what you told me. Yeah. And I believed you. Yeah. I believed I believed them. I believed... So the the... The rumor now Uh in Australia is that there is a coalition bill working its way into existence that would be controlled by some sort of coalition. We don't know who, but uh, that conservatives can see Mm -hmm. there's going to be more attempts at marriage. And the longer they wait, the worse it's going to go for them. So they are now trying to work together to put forward a bill that contains a lot of religious exemptions. And so maybe Australia will get marriage with some religious exemptions. We have no idea what they are. Mm-hmm. And that will actually happen instead of the situation of like, well, you didn't let the plebiscite happen. So now we're not going to get it for three years.
1: Uh, okay. Which is which is worse? I think,
0: uh, I think the bill is probably better than the plebiscite, even though it's got these religious exemptions in it, which is not, I mean, potentially not great. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But the plebiscite was going to be like a crazy amount of money. It was going to be non-binding. So there's no, I mean, there's no telling whether, you know, oh, we did it. We did the vote and we spent a billion dollars and now nothing's going to happen.
1: Okay. And I mean, and there's no just waiting it out for the government to change?
0: Uh, that could happen too. That's probably pretty unpredictable. But I think there's always going to be a conservative block that's trying to stop the the marriage however it comes. Ooh, the cock block, And <laughs> mm-hmm. cock-a-doodle-doo. So, yeah. So, I mean, it looks like it might be happening, and it happening with in an imperfect compromise is better than it not happening at all.
1: Okay. And presumably those religious exemptions could maybe be amended out at some point in the future? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, it, but it'll probably take a very long time because there's usually not a lot of appetite to fix things.
0: Sure. But in the meantime, that also means that, you know, if somebody's partner dies or somebody needs to adopt kids or whatever, the the case may be, uh, you know it, it it it's it's small comfort to those people you know oh my partner died and i can't get his remains or i you know i have to leave our house because i you know it's not in my name mm-hmm. um i'm sure they would rather have some recognition with problems with religious exemptions than no recognition at
1: all and they have to leave their house sure
0: so you know progress i
1: don't want to leave the house under the, the best know. circumstances know. god
0: knows what happens when when i when i kick the bucket they're gonna have to drag you out of your kicking and screaming or you'll just h- put yourself in the walls and they'll hear you scrabbling around in the walls probably that's uh, maybe that's what uh, prompted me to, to mule out in the night in my sleep tie me up mm. i don't know why i said tie me up but maybe i just hear you you prowling out, out in the house somewhere, and, and I have to cry out to you some in some way. You dreamt of a petting zoo. I did. I did. I dreamt that there was a petting zoo with a goat, mm-hmm. and I could pet the goat. It was at a Star Trek convention. Right. And then I had a dream that this library... Oh, my God. It was so good. This library had... Um, they had uh, uh, horses there, but they weren't actually horses. They were Alex, which <laughs> this is not a thing. But mm-hmm. in my dream, an Alec is a hybrid horse and dog. Sure. And so I'm just like in the library looking for books, and I look over this bookshelf, and I see this horse eye staring back at me <laughs> between the books.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. That sounds like a horror film. It was great. It was okay. great.
0: Uh and so I go and I I pet the Alec and uh give it some food. What and, is the dog
1: like quality of the horse?
0: Oh, it's very friendly and happy to meet you and furry and uh it had a like a food dish on the on the ground. Okay. Now, things got a little wiggly in my dream at this point. Uh-huh. Because uh, our friend Tanya was there to do a whole presentation
1: on them. Of I Need Diverse Games. Yes, of I Need Diverse Games. But she, was she wasn't like, talking about games.
0: No, she was talking about these, these animals. Yes. Um, also, it started, the animals started, and this is where things got a little unsettling and, and, and troubling. It started <sighs> to look like, you know, an in Inquisition, Dragon Age Inquisition. Dragon Age Dragon Inquisition,
1: Inquisition, a video game.
0: You can get a mount that Ooh. is like a zombie horse- Uh, And it's got, like, a skull head, and I think there's, like, a sword coming out of its skull. Correct. So it started to look kind of like that. What?
1: Oh, it took a turn from the cute dog friend.
0: Yeah, it started to be kind of horrifying. Okay. So, and I think that's the point at which I woke up and started Mm -hmm. making grumbling noises while being awake. Sure. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, is that a metaphor for the next four years? Let's say Sure. It's a, it's an ill portent.
1: Yes, an ill wind blows. From between your fern gully.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, well, I think that's about it for this week. Uh, oh, I wish we could leave you with something more cheerful. What's something? Well, let me ask you, is, yeah.
1: is, is, uh, last week there was a lot of fumbling oh, yeah. and groping about what can be done. Can anything be done? What can be done? These appointments, they're not good. No. But uh, there's really nothing that you can do to stop a presidential appointment other than say, we don't like it. Yeah. Uh Right.
0: Yeah, there was that excellent thing that was going around on the internets about things you can do, which is essentially one of the most effective things is call your local representative. Mm-hmm. So let them hear from you. And that is actually effective. And, uh, you know, like we said in our last episode, uh, get involved in politics, if that's something that you have the bandwidth for. Uh, give to charities that that do good causes, if that's something you have the money for. Mm-hmm. And uh,
1: now, Do you know a good resource? Because uh, a lot of charities are, are garbage charities. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know of a resource people could go to to find the, the good ones?
0: Hmm. That's a good question. There are websites that evaluate charities, but I don't know if there's one that's like, Oh, you want to fight Pence? Here's or, or Trump. Here's, here's where to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, well, the ACLU, yeah. the Southern
1: po- pover- the sudden, it's the, the sudden, sudden <laughs> the sudden problem law center. Yep. I mean, that's kind of what it is, right? Yeah. The sudden problem law center. That's not true. They've been doing work consistently for decades, but, but we, uh, do have, but we have a problems. sudden problem.
0: Yeah. So they're good. There's uh, the Sierra Club, which is not perfect, but they're pretty good.
1: They made Gabriel Knight Sins
0: of the Fathers. <laughs> sure they did. Uh, I'm trying to think of, of who else. Planned Parenthood, obviously. Uh, so They
1: aborted Gabriel Knight's Sins of the Fathers. <laughs> oh, they d- that was the sin, sin of the father? <laughs> that was the sin. Oh, boy. Uh,
0: yeah, so those are probably that's probably a good place to start. Uh, those places are going to sure. need some sudden, resources.
1: Sudden problem. There was also... Uh, oh, Lambda
0: Legal, of course. Lambda Legal's a good one.
1: There's some sort of uh, transgender fund legal fund there's there's a
0: variety i think there's the oh boy the transgender law center i
1: think that might be it it. they were specifically helping people get their passports and stuff Mm. sorted out before uh the trouble times yes
0: yeah so look for that um i'm trying to think if there's anybody else but that's probably a good place to get
1: started yeah and all the congress who i mean when it comes to executive appointments uh you know i think the best you could probably do is say that we don't like your appointments and why um the oh, president is not going to listen yeah, so to that. But.
0: One one other thing you can do. Uh do not allow yourself to become distracted by stupid things. So <laughs> if you see that there's some particular malfeasance going on in the government and some terrible person being appointed, uh make noise about that and not
1: about who is going to what Broadway show. Well, yeah, I mean so something that I think a lot of people are aware of, but maybe it bears repeating, is that we have a, a troll master in chief as as the president and he is backed up by a team that are expert trolls they know where all the triggers are and they know exactly how people are going to respond to them and they are pulling the triggers uh early and often to distract from what they're actually doing uh you know like a lot of people i I saw because you know trump was saying oh the theater should be a safe space why how how dare you boo mike pence in his safe space and the reaction, which was one hundred percent predictable, was oh now you want safe spaces? And it's like guys, 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 guys. That wasn't an ironic dumb mistake. That is exactly the response they were looking for. The oh we're so much smarter than Trump, haha, ha, now we want safe spaces. What is he? A special snowflake? Meh nah. That is like literally why that tweet went out. Um and so many, like the one that went out uh, just recently about uh, Hamilton, which I hear is overrated. I mean, Hamilton is such a symbol of Trump's opponents mm-hmm. um, that, like, this whole thing—it's—it's it's trolling. It's trolling. It's trolling. It's trolling. If it seems like it's deliberately pushing buttons, if it seems like it's like deliberately—not deliberately—if it seems like it's. So unbelievably ironic that, like, the irony needs to be pointed out. It's intentional.
0: Yeah, like, it's no accident. Like, you think Mike Pence was just like, oh, just have a nice, quiet night at the theater. What's good? Like obviously, this was was something that was planned. Obviously, they knew it was going to
1: happen. Well, it's win win, right? Because other one narrative is Mike Pence went to see Hamilton and he had a great time. And look at how open minded this administration is. He's not racist at all. He's not homophobic at all. He went to a Broadway show, the the ground zero of faggotry, mm-hmm. uh, full of people of color, and he loved it. And it's in a celebration of America. So if nothing happened, they win if people boo him, if the cast makes a speech, they win because the New York elites, uh, look at, look at how shamefully they're treating our wonderful vice president. Uh, he went for a nice night of the theater and he was trapped in a room of people attacking him. And it, 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 they win either way when the, when we feed the troll. Yes, indeed. So don't
0: do that. As we have learned from the internet over the last 15, 20 years, don't feed the trolls. Uh, Talk about talk about what's important instead. Uh and obviously
1: people are gonna talk about the stupid stuff. Now well, I then, mean the, but, the you know. problem is they're so good at it. <laughs> they are like, really good. They know because it it doesn't matter what anyone says. And and now, like, you know, I'm sure some people are gonna say that like we're scolding and oh, you know, no, this Hamilton thing is important. We do need to talk about it. We need think pieces about the Hamilton speech and the reaction from Trump and so on and so forth. <sighs> um they know. They're so good. It's like it's it's like chemistry. They know when they put a reagent with another reagent, they know what's going to happen. And it does. And I don't know what to do about that because they've got it down at this point. They know how to make people react and they know how to completely seize the media and make it drop everything else. It, and it is like at this point, some just scientific thing that happens like the media can't not cover the thing that's going to get all the attention and like people don't really want to talk about about the possible conflict of interest of foreign dignitaries staying at a hotel owned by the president in order to curry favor with the president they don't want to talk about a lawsuit that was settled because a settled lawsuit isn't exciting a trial would have been exciting uh and the discovery from that trial would have been real exciting um but Hamilton, that's something they can't resist. And a like on captured on camera sort of confrontation with like, I I mean, drama in a theater, like they know that they know what they're doing. And I I don't know, like this sideshow is totally going to distract from what the people you talked about, like the, whatever plans they have, no one wants to talk about incremental, uh, Chipping away at civil rights and equal opportunity protections. Nobody wants to talk about uh, federal judge appointments. It's it's going to be the sideshow. It's going to be Saturday Night Live isn't funny anymore. Says President. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. Do we have anything cheerful and happy and nice to talk about? Do we have anything good to leave people on? I guess Thanksgiving's coming up, and you can have a day to eat a bird... Um, I'm going to just point out, listeners, that I had to edit out fully 45 seconds of silence while James tried to come up with something good to think about. Uh, how about this? I hosted a screening of The Adams Family Values last night oh. at Vernon Wells, and that was a lot of fun. Speaking of Thanksgiving, sure. Yeah, that was a good time. There's a lot of great jokes in that
1: movie. There are, oh yeah, that movie, that's a good thing, a good movie, a good Adams Family Value, a good, maybe Rogue One will be good. I think uh, so. Maybe, maybe we can just watch the TV and watch the Pokemons, um, and someday everything
0: will be great. I was saying to somebody last night, there will come a day, a full day, when we don't have to think about politics. When we don't talk about it, we don't think about it, it never enters our mind, everything's fine, we don't, it just doesn't enter into our consciousness. That day will come. It's going to be a long time. It's going to be a long time, but that day will come, and it's, it's going get- to be a good day. Yes all right well with that everyone thanks again for listening <sighs> uh if you have th- comments on the show uh please do get in touch at matt baum on twitter and leave a review on the itunes and uh yeah check out my other podcast the sewers of paris for stories about uh, entertainment that has changed the lives of gay men i had paul karan on last week he uh, is a he's a good talker as we that say. is a
1: great episode that's something to be happy about i listened to that episode and i was like this is a good episode of a podcast James, it means a lot for me to hear that from you. I'm I'm very glad. And this this podcast, no. I never think that about this one. But Sewers of Paris, that was a good episode of a podcast. Thank
0: you. I'm very glad. I'm very glad that you liked it. I don't think... I wrote to a couple opera websites, and I don't think they, they posted anything about it, but maybe it'll happen. Did any of them sing Fergula Nippola? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That is the most obscure of obscure references.
1: Once upon a time, children, Adam Sandler could be funny. And yeah. He, and one way in which he chose to be funny was to be opera guy. And Fergie, not from Black Eyed Peas, sure, but from the royal family, had a nip slip.
0: Yeah, can you believe, I did not understand this until just a few years ago, that there were two Fergies.
1: There are, and no, I didn't either. I really didn't. I thought that the Duchess of uh, Pudding was in the Black Eyed Peeps, and her nipple fell out years ago. And Adam Sandler sang an opera about it that went for Galenipola, and it was really good.
0: It was pretty good. It was pretty good, you guys. Uh, check it out. Uh, go back in time to 1994 and check
1: it out. And the last time anything good happened sure Dennis Miller was uh, was still someone you could watch yeah
0: yeah uh, so Fergo I don't know what got us on that topic but oh opera yeah yes. so go listen to Sewers of Paris which James says is a good show so I'm very pleased to hear you say that that's nice of you to say and uh, anything else we want to we want to get people's eyes on
1: uh well when people hear this playing with pride will be gone they missed their their week-long window to take a peek at playing with pride our our video project where we talk to LGBT gamers across the country about what happens when queer culture and game culture collide but
0: it is not too late to uh find out more about the project we're, we're going to be having more to show at some point in the future so do get on our mailing list that's at playingwithpride.com so go check that out put yourself on the mailing list we'll email you when there's more stuff to see oh and everybody thank you for downloading uh, Defining Marriage, the, the ebook, during oh, the week yes. that it was free. Yes. Uh, hundreds, literally hundreds of people downloaded the book for free, and I'm so excited by that. I'm delighted. A couple people bought the audiobook, a couple people bought the paperback, which you can still get. Ebook is still very inexpensive, so you can go check out Defining Marriage, the ebook, for uh, not very much money.
1: Yes. Now, you can listen to it here on this podcast stream if you go back to episode one and listen straight through, but uh, somebody, you, you were giving away a free book, and somebody was like, I don't want it like that. Uh, can I get the audiobook for free? And you were like, well, you can listen to podcast and they're like "Eh, i don't want to listen to a podcast
0: yeah so good grief you guys uh i'm giving you a lot here so <laughs> take advantage of it
1: um yes enjoy. Enjoy. enjoy enjoy the defining marriage enjoy okay
0: i've got a lot to edit this week so let's get to it bye everyone no. by po- <laughs> sure i haven't done my sign off yet <sighs> by the power vested in me by the internet i hereby pronounce this podcast over
1: we